Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soaring with Eagles. This is Crystal Richardson, and we have the one and only phenomenal Shauna Anderson on with us today (laughs) with that billion-dollar smile. How are you doing, Shauna? (laughs) I'm fine. How are you doing, Crystal? I'm doing great, doing great. So we're going to go ahead and get this show started. Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. All right. So welcome to Soaring with Eagles. As I stated, we are on with Shauna Anderson and there is so much to talk about related to her life. One of the things we're going to focus on, though, is uh, what she's done related to marathons, as well as just being able to persevere and and that determination that she has in all that she does in life, including trying to uh, trying to beat me on our world tour challenge that we've had since college. Okay, so so I just like to thank you for being on with us today, Shauna. I'm so happy to be here and honored that you decided to talk to me. Thanks a lot, Crystal. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. So before we get started, as I always do on the show, whenever we add more countries, I just like to give just a shout out to them. So um, there were two more that we just added. So real thankful for that. There were some people from the Philippines, I think, in Ukraine as well. So I think we're about up to 24 or 25 uh, countries. And uh, I'm sure within the next maybe three months, Shauna would have run marathons in those countries as well. Because <laughs> you're up to how many, how many continents have you run on now? So I have run a marathon on all seven continents. And yes, that does include Antarctica. Some people do ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> As if there's another seventh, right? Right. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's part of the seventh. So, yes, I have run there. (laughs) Right, right, right. So that comes with, uh, there's so many things I want to talk about. I just got to just kind of slow myself down right now. So that comes with, obviously, a lot of training, a lot of things that you had to, to, to do to prepare for that over time. And how many years did it take for you to run all of those? So I ran my first marathon in 1996, actually, and then I moved to Thailand to teach mathematics, and I ran another marathon five years later in Paris. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually until one goes to Antarctica that one decides that you're going to do all seven continents because, <laughs> you know, if you don't get that one in, what's the point? But right. that one in, you also say, okay, you have to do all the rest. So I base the time for do, to do seven continents on... Um, when I did Antarctica, which was in 2014. And then, so within five years, I had all seven continents done. I did the last one last summer in Kenya. In Kenya. So is this your Antarctica picture? That is my picture from running the marathon in Antarctica. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. And so I haven't been there, not that I can recall, but I have been to Kenya. And so this is your Kenya picture. That is my picture from Kenya, um, and I was uh, honored to have the Maasai warriors there when I finished. How awesome is that? Like, who can even say that they've done that? First of all, you know, meeting them, uh, as well as having them there at the end of the marathon. How awesome, how awesome. So what is, what's some of your... Uh, just maybe a couple, two or three nuggets related to determination. We're going to go into some more stories about the marathons, but all throughout, I like to give nuggets. So what can you tell people uh, about the word determination and and Shauna Anderson? So I think for some people, it would be pretty surprising to know that I've run a total of 19 marathons and I'll be doing my 20th one here in a few weeks in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I think it's surprising because a lot of people don't think I look like a marathon runner, number one. 
So, you know, to be a person at the back of the pack, working really hard to get those miles done um, has been a bit of a challenge for me. It's interesting that I started the race with um, an, um, an incentive that most people may not have. I had just, quite frankly, a breakup. And so I was like, I need to focus on something else. I need to focus on something <laughs> healthy. So I was in graduate school and I just started running. And then I had asking whether I would like to run a marathon. And I was like, sure. So um, I just kept running, like I said, back in 1996, not thinking that it was something that I would continue to do. But five years later, um, I ran another one. And it takes a lot of work, both physically, but also mentally. It takes a lot of work. But I figure, you know, if I put my mind to it, I can do anything that I want. And I have fortunately been able to um, prove that to myself time and again by doing these races. That's awesome. And I just want to just basically give a recap of just a few things that you said. So you, as well as everyone else in the world, has uh, we all have energy, right? And so putting our energies from, from the emotional energy into something positive that can actually help your life, that actually change your life into this whole phenomenon of like a million marathons. I know you said it's only 19, you're going into 20, but I call it a million because you're my girl, you know, my hometown girl, you know, Gary, Indiana area and Chicago and all that. And I was just really surprised, as you said, too, you know, that first marathon, your first marathon, when you said that you were going to be doing that, I'm like, what? And, uh, and you've just gone on time and time again in doing that. So you, you transferred that energy from, you know, the emotions into, you know, I'm just going to focus on myself and I'm just going to do something that, that's, that's positive with that energy and get your mind off of that. And so, uh, and then the other thing, like you said, doing that, it, it takes that word of perseverance, of, of a life change. You can't just run a marathon in the morning and run a marathon. You haven't done any training. So the time that you had to put in and all of that. And so we're talking about marathons, people, but we're also talking about life and we're talking about business principles because every single thing that she's gone through, including we'll talk about some of the health challenges, really it actually all relates to uh, what makes her such a beautiful person in this story, such an awesome story, but it relates to what you can do uh, in your businesses as well. So uh, your first marathon was where? So surprisingly, um, I was able to do my first marathon when I was a graduate student at Harvard University. And it was the only year the Boston Marathon had a lottery because usually people have to qualify or now they have charities. So I got lucky in that the very first one was the Boston Marathon, which is a storied marathon that so many people want to run. Um, and then, like I said, I did the next one in Paris. Wow. So... That is basically a lucky break or destiny. You were able to get in, get in there, right? That definitely was a lucky break. I, um, like I said, I trained all winter thinking that I would get into the lottery. And so I um, ran all through the winter there because it's April marathons. So you have to run through the, the Massachusetts Nor'easters. It was really awful. I remember one time our water that we had stashed in the bushes um, frozen by the time we got there. <laughs> so then we had to share like Gatorade with the people we were running with. And I, mm, that was a challenge, but. <laughs> but you were thirsty. So you went ahead and did. And I probably had like 10 miles to go. So the guy was all buddy and you know, he had this stuff here. Just, but anyway, he's like. Here you go, Shauna. I just drink. You do what you have to do when you have to go and you have determination and perseverance. So we did that. So anyway, um, so then I did get lucky and I got the number. I mean, I was shocked. I was very, very fortunate. Wow. Yeah, um, I run too, but not like how you run. Okay, so you know, if I make it the 3.2 miles, which is like a 5k, I'm, I have like the stuff right here too. But my dad, you know, he was a runner. He was a marathon runner and, and uh, lots and lots of races growing up. So I am very familiar with the, the two white things that, that come in when, when you're just parched and it just, it's right there. And, and it's just real, real, you like just stop talking about it, right? Right. <laughs> I didn't have it. The person that offered me the drink had it. No, that's what I know. That's what I'm saying. That's right. No. That's what I'm saying. 
<laughs> you had to drink after somebody with the two white balls there. It's just, yeah, really, really interesting. Yes. So again, that, that's, that's part of perseverance though, right? And in business, you have to do what you have to do when it's the time to do it. And I'm going to say that again because that's so relevant. You have to do what you have to do when it's the time to do it. She was about to pass out. And I do want to talk, you know, early on right now about some of the health challenges. And so people need to understand what's going on here with this lady. You know, she needed this drink, right? And, um, and it was probably not the best of situations. Even if it's somebody that's related to you, you know, and they have that, it, it's bad. And so, uh, but another lesson that you just told us was about preparation, it didn't work out, but you all went and put the water in the bushes to prepare, right? <laughs> you were that is correct. Dash <laughs> the water in the bushes because, you know, it was a training run. So it's not like when you do runs and people have the water and the um, electrolyte replenishment for you. It wasn't like that. We had to you know, put it in the bushes ourselves. And it was freezing in Boston. It was one of the worst winters we had ever had um, wow. when we got there the waters, it was frozen. So we, we had to do what we had to do. I mean, we couldn't drink from the Charles River. The water was frozen. So we just shared that bottle of whatever it was at the time. <laughs> that is so hilarious. Yeah. And for those of you who've never been on a race or maybe even seen them, you know, there's people alongside the road that, that do hand out water. You know, they are actually um, employed by the actual race to, to hand out water, hand out electrolytes and things, you know, as you're going by, you can take a quick drink and, and, and go. So they didn't have that. It was, it was a practice race or whatever. So they had to, to do it themselves. They prepared, but it, it didn't work out. And so uh, let, let, let's talk about, uh, if you don't mind, you know, sharing a little bit, you know, from a health perspective, why this is also such an amazing story. Uh, sure. So I um, have asthma. I've had asthma since I was uh, probably about uh, 10 years old is when it really developed um, in me. And so growing up, I did not exercise at all. I had many asthma attacks. I uh, never participated in any sports. I had to go to the hospital a few times with my asthma and then and even be on nebulizers. I didn't understand that running would actually help my lungs um, to make them stronger. And um, so I did not start running until I was an adult, until I was in my 30s. So um, the fact now that I'm able to do all of these races, even though I have asthma, um, is pretty remarkable to me. I do take uh, my inhaler before the race. Sometimes, though, I have forgotten my inhaler, and so it's a physical and a psychological thing. And I do remember maybe three or four years ago, starting on a 20-mile training run, it was the first time I've ever had to stop and go in an ambulance because I was kind of hyperventilating and I didn't have my inhaler, but that was the only one time. And then even in the ambulance, I was smiling. <laughs> right. I think there's a picture of that on Facebook, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're just laying there with your inhaler and you're like, huh? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> the infamous, like going down in history, Shauna smile. Like she has some really great teeth. Look at those teeth. <laughs> Yes, I was. Um, I had that tube in my mouth. I was breathing, but you could see in my eyes I was smiling. And I will say that once I got my breath, I did leave that uh, ambulance and I did do another uh, seven miles before I said, okay, maybe you should call it quits. <laughs> wow. So let's just give like a little air applause here. She got out of the ambulance and continued to run. Did you all hear what I just said? Did you hear what she just said? That's why I said the face of perseverance and determination. I've just uh, applauded you, you know, all these years. I know we talk from time to time, but, and, and I've told you this before, but now I get to tell the world how much, I don't want to get all like, you know, um, teary eyed and stuff here, but I've always just applauded your efforts and just how you, you share your story. And, and even when you're like laying flat on your back in an ambulance, some people would say, you know what? That's it, you know, but you did after seven more miles. Some people can't make it seven blocks, let known seven more miles out of step after stepping out of an ambulance. Wow. Wow. Well, you think shame, Shauna, you just put all of us to shame. <laughs> no, it was, well, you know, I was trying to get closer to home. Because <laughs> I mean, I right. there, but I was trying to get closer to 
home and just get at least half of that. It was supposed to be a 20 mile. I just wanted to get half of it done. And I did. And it was wow. great. And um, I want to thank you as well. You've always supported me. And I remember staying at your place in Arizona when I had a half marathon out there. You guys were really great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just, she's, she just runs all over. And, and you're welcome for staying with us, you know. And so let's talk about let's talk about college right before we, we take this little break. So, um we how did we even meet was it through a work program or something was it i believe it was through a work program um i was working for gm when i was i was first started brad and i imagine we met someplace at general motors someplace yeah yeah so we've always had really great times times uh that was up in michigan and then uh you're originally from indiana Originally from Gary, Indiana, that is correct, and moved uh, initially for undergrad before I transferred. Right, right. So um, I worked in Gary. I lived in Valparaiso, and that's where I did run, Shauna, uh, the 5K there, and I met Orville Rettenbacher. He was at the, the finish line because it was the popcorn race. He's actually from Valparaiso, so there's this big popcorn festival. And uh, he was there. Ben had already finished the race, and uh, I come like dragging in. And he said, uh, "Is he chasing after you, or are you chasing after him?" And I was like, "Well, of course he's chasing after me, you know, like as if I was in front, you know." But um, that that was a really, really uh, cherished race because I got to meet him and his hand. He was so soft, like the Pillsbury Doughboy at the time, because he's you know just older and stuff. It was so awesome, awesome. So. Uh, you get you got to do what you did in Kenya, and uh, I got to meet Laurel Redenbacher. Well, then that makes it even. <laughs> <laughs> so just for you all to know, we've always been uh, very competitive. Anyone that knows me knows anything about me. I'm very competitive, and so Shauna is too. So we had this big United States map initially. We weren't even talking about going out of the country. Like, who was going to make it to all of the states first, okay? And so I was traveling, doing various things, and and, and then she was too. And then uh, based on college, you said, you know, undergrad and graduate school and going to live in Thailand, made it there before I did and then a number of other places so I just stopped counting because we've both been a lot of places but then I haven't run across all of these places like you have but uh, the running is not just the totality of your story when we get back from this very very short break I'm just going to play this commercial again uh, we're going to talk about some of the other things that you've done because you you gave them a little hint related to saying that you've taught uh, in Thailand but uh, you've also taught uh, some very distinguished people as well based on being in Chicago area. So I just want to highlight that. Let's just hear this commercial one more time. Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. All right, so we are on with the Shauna Anderson. Here's her face right here, her billion-dollar smile. She is a marathon runner and a number of other things. So I really want to applaud her for uh, running across all of the seven continents, all of them, and just being an inspiration to many. And you can see also that she was the, this past year, the athlete of the year for the Black Chicago Runners. So once again, let me go ahead and give you an applause for that. Thank you, Crystal. I appreciate that. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about your teaching career and some of the things that you've done related to not just Thailand, but maybe you can focus a little bit on that, but also in the Chicago area. Sure. Um, So um, my degree was in mechanical engineering, but After I transferred to Howard University, I began tutoring some of my peers and really found that I had a passion and love for teaching. And Mm -hmm. so I decided that I would um, not um, become an engineer for a corporation, but actually, I know (laughs) that I would teach. And I know my mom was like, wait, what? 
but but because <laughs> <laughs> we were engineers together at the time and then you just left so okay <laughs> right so I decided to teach and um I got so much passion and joy out of that so um, I actually, when I finished getting my master's in education at Harvard, I moved to, Th- uh, to Ethiopia, sorry, to be a volunteer teacher in the countryside. Absolutely life-changing experience to be in the middle of nowhere, um, but being able to serve people who were working so hard, um, you know, to make their dreams a reality, um, living um, in the countryside of Thailand. So I did that. And then I came back to the States and I taught at a school called Sidwell Friends in Washington, D.C. It's a Quaker school that's actually um, pretty famous because a lot of the president's kids go there, like the Obamas went there, um, Chelsea Clinton went there, uh, Vice President Al Gore's son uh, graduated from there. He was actually in my class. Um, And so I taught there in D.C. And uh, then I moved away from there and went to Thailand and taught mathematics at International School Bangkok. And then I came back to the state. So I'm currently teaching at uh, the University of Chicago Laboratory Schools. Um, I'm employed by the University of Chicago, but there is a school on campus where the university professors or the doctors at the University of Chicago Hospital can send their children. So I've been teaching there for 12 years. I teach high school mathematics. Um, It happens to be a private school and um, some of the clientele are um, pretty famous as well like the mayor's kids when he was mayor Rahm Emanuel, his kids went here. So it's an interesting challenge as well because the expectations are really high. And so, um, but it's gone well for me. It's the longest I've ever worked in any place before I would move every three years. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I teach math. I can move someplace else, but I've been here 12 years and uh, I may be here for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So, giving back and teaching. And again, that's something that's a passion for both of us. And and I do a lot of teaching and training. And I also, a confession here, tried to drop out of engineering school. (laughs) I talked to my brother and just said that uh, I really wanted to go into teaching. And he's like, you are not going into teaching. They don't make a lot of money and you're not doing that. You know, I didn't, I didn't put all this time and effort into you as if he was my dad, you know, my my mom and dad were still living at the time, you know, but he was just very upset about that. So I stayed in engineering school and I don't regret it because I do a lot of training and teaching now uh, or all, all my life I've done training and teaching um, because uh, starting out, even when I was back at General Motors, Shauna too, doing training of of students that would come in behind me. I had been there so long uh, training people and teaching uh, AutoCAD. I actually did forklift training, you know, and, uh, but now I do a lot of different trainings related to business and stuff, but I'm like, I'm going to teach somebody something. Okay. And so uh, we both have a heart for teaching and, and the, the different mission trips, you know, Ghana, Senegal, Nigeria, uh, Kenya to teaching and training and just, you know, pouring into people. So I love it. I love it. So we have partially parallel lives all except for all this running you're doing okay <laughs> well i will, i will uh admit that uh i have done um like i said i've been fortunate enough to complete a marathon in all seven continents and i've also been able to do something called the world marathon majors um the world marathon majors are um six marathons that are in chicago new york boston mm-hmm. London, Berlin, and Tokyo. And I just finished the World Marathon Majors uh, earlier this year. So I'm excited about having completed those two goals, seven continents and the six World Marathon Majors. So I'm doing Chicago one more time here in a few weeks. And that will be my last marathon. I've uh, accomplished my goal, 20 marathons. It's a nice round number as a math teacher. Are you serious? Well, I will. I will continue to run the half marathon. So I've sort okay. of been contemplating doing a half marathon in all 50 states because I'm still trying to get to the 50 states. You've probably already done that. I have not. You see? You see? <laughs> <laughs> Challenges never die. Challenges never die, right? <laughs> We're going to be 90 years old. Did you make it yet? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You, you know, you've laid down the challenge. And I will, I do want to say one thing. I did 
I did graduate from engineering school, but, um, but then I decided to go on and get a master's in education um, as opposed to getting into engineering. And I don't regret that at all. Unfortunately, my school pays me really well. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to travel to all these countries. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, we need to be talking to all these different athletic uh, businesses to get you like huge, huge sponsorships because you've accomplished something that a lot of people have not. Okay. So if you need me to be your sponsorship manager, you know, and carry your luggage to all these different places, I'll, I'll go ahead and do like business conferences while you're doing the marathons, all the different families and stuff. I'll get them together. And we'll, we'll do that. Well, I, I pack very lightly. You don't have to carry my luggage. I may have to carry yours. <laughs> no, even when I go out of the country, thank you very much. I mainly just have a backpack in my computer bag. So there, let's, let's just talk about the luggage, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Competition and everything, but always love. <laughs> <laughs> now we have a luggage competition. <laughs> It drives my husband crazy because like he wants to just put everything under the plane and and I've had my luggage lost. Okay. I've been there with other VPs and, and directors and the presidents of a company. We're at the big bin of, of underwear in Turkey trying to all pick out underwear for ourselves and, and suits and, and I didn't mind picking out a suit and shoes, but they didn't even have them separate. Okay. The place that was open. <laughs> you're cracking up. Just had a big bin of underwear. So imagine just with your coworker, you're just trying to pull up all these, trying to figure out what was going on. So I, that, that really was a life-changing experience. So I said, never again, never again. I'm not putting my luggage under the plane. So just so you know. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I will say that, uh, yeah, I, I tend to only um, pack one item. Um, I'm sorry, not one item. <laughs> one bag but as runners we know to always carry our shoes and everything on the plane because you never know what might happen right you can't right. run a marathon in a new pair of shoes so you have to carry them on you the plane cannot. you cannot you cannot <laughs> so let's see how can we turn that into a business principle you cannot run a marathon in a new pair of shoes of which i know that from my whole life you know my dad's been running my whole life so totally understand that and talk to his his people that he used to coach and still some people would come out there with, with new shoes on and then you have to end up nursing them. The same with my husband. He does hikes uh, down the, the canyon, the Grand Canyon, and up around the other side, like rim to rim is what it's called. Uh, and you can't do that with new shoes, okay? And so how can we turn this into a business principle, Shauna? So um, I am not a business person, but I would say that, you know, just sort of going out on a whim and doing things without preparation and without having trained yourself for what it is that you need to do. I mean, the reason that you're able to wear the shoes that you wear in a marathon is that you've worked with them, you've trained in them, you've broken them in. You don't just go out there not prepared willy-nilly because if you do, you'll end up with blisters. Now, I don't know the analogy for business. You don't end up with failure or... <laughs> but it still does go back... It does go back to business and it goes back to preparation and having a burning desire is one of the Napoleon Hill um, principles. And if you have a burning desire to, to do something, then you are, going to, you are going to prepare. And part of another one is related to specialized knowledge. And so here in this case, don't call yourself, uh, don't say that you're not a business person. You're totally a business person. All the different things that you've accomplished, you're the CEO of ShaunaAnderson.com, okay? So uh, we need to get you some sponsorships. I need to be your spokesperson, and, <laughs> and we need to get this show on the road. But, uh, but yeah, preparation is key. So you're preparing, you're preparing the shoes. You're preparing them with your feet. You're getting them, uh, you're getting them broken in. And I think it just still just comes down to that word preparation. Because new shoes means that you, you weren't prepared in the first place if you're just going to go out and buy something new. Absolutely. And, and the other thing I'll say, though, is if you do make that mistake, right, because you may try something that doesn't work. We all make mistakes. But if you're in a race and you have a new shoes and you're determined, I mean, you can finish the race. You may be in pain. Right. There may be some hard knock, hard knocks along the way, but you can actually finish the race and then learn from that lesson for your next endeavor in your business. So if you make a mistake in business, you can see it to the end, perhaps, 
and learn from that and do something different the next time. See, there you go. A business tip from Shauna Anderson, the seven continent world runner tour award winning person here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Crystal. I mean, I, I, you are inspiring me. Some people have said to me that um, I should consider writing a book. Um, I, I, I think part of it's because uh, of my background. I mean, I grew up very poor on welfare in Gary, Indiana, and never imagined that I would um, have an opportunity to live the life that I lead. And um, I, But I always respond with, who would read it? I mean, because I, I don't really consider it to be remarkable what I've had a chance to do. And that's not, that really is not false modesty. I'm thinking it's something that anybody could do, right, if they put, if they put their mind to it. But people remind me that the difference is perhaps anyone can do it, but not everyone has done it. So um, right. I am being inspired by you that maybe that's something I should consider doing. Um, yeah. So this is my third book, Flint Out Loud. So who would read a, a book about a person from Flint, Michigan, The Dirty Water Place? But it's 11 Lessons of Strategy, Leadership, and Success. And my parents, just like, you know, where you grow, grew up, they were using strategy, leadership, and success principles in raising us. Um, but they didn't call it that. I mean, they weren't business people. But, but there was a strategy in, on how they had us be you know, kidpreneurs, going out, shoveling snow, raking leaves, uh, doing a newspaper route. Like, who, who does that? Like, all of that, those kinds of things now. And, and having us paint houses and trim bushes. And we were always doing something productive and learning business principles. Uh, opening up bank accounts for us and having us sit there with the banker and go through that process in elementary school. Like who, who has that? It's not that we had money necessarily to put in it. You know, we had, you know, our $5 and money from the, the, the paper route and things like that. And so there was leadership by them. So strategy leadership, and then there was success. So there's a lot of different things that are in that book uh, that we had the soft launch in, in San Diego at a conference and then the reprint uh, will actually be on Amazon. And again, I'm going to be your, your manager for your, your line. Okay. We're going to get you some sponsorships. We're going to get that book written. Okay. Since you're going to kind of tone it down a little bit on the marathons, you could even have it done before this year and, and out the Shauna Anderson story. And wow, what a great story. Look at your face. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I am totally serious. And if you heard that commercial, if you know anything about what I'm doing related to business, we're going to make it happen. Okay. We're going to make it happen. You put your mind to it. This is not a new pair of shoes, Shauna. This is your life. You've been wearing your life for how many years now? How old are you? I am 53. I'll be 54 in October. Right. And I'm your elder. Okay. I'm 54. I'm about to be 55. So you need to listen to your elders. We are going to make this happen. You are not a new pair of shoes. Maybe that'll be the name of the, the, the book. Flint <laughs> 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 out loud. We're going to have Shauna out loud. Okay. You know, we can, we can make this happen. So people, oh yeah, people have told me, but I didn't think it was that remarkable. Yeah. It, it, it's very remarkable. It, remarkable enough that uh, how many people, people are in the black Chicago runners organization? So we have 15, 15 to 1800 people on our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. 15 to 1800 people on the Facebook page and you were athlete of the year. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I was very surprised at that honor. I just did not expect that. Um, <laughs> so I'm grateful to them and I'm, I'm grateful to you for recognizing it. I really am. Wow. And then today, um, in the Abbott world marathon majors, um, when I finished it, there were only 5,000 people in the world who had done the World Marathon Majors. And I was talking to my friend the other day who's also done it. And she said there are only 1,000 women from the U.S. who have done that, uh, who, who've uh, accomplished that feat of doing the World Marathon Majors. So I'm very proud to be part of that number. And do you happen to know African-American numbers? Um, I was talking to... Um, Tony Reed, who is the, um, he was the first um, African-American to finish all seven continents. And I think um, there might be maybe 13 of us who've done all seven continents, maybe 15. There aren't a lot of us who've done like, all seven. On two and a half hands? Come on, Shauna. 
Come on, Shauna. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, my goodness. I think there there are about fifteen of us who've done a, a marathon on all seven. You mm -hmm. know, black folks in the states or from the states who've done a marathon on all seven mm -hmm. continents. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a it's a small number. It is a small number. <laughs> so you get all these all these stats written down. Okay, I know that there is some information that you gave me because you were just highlighted in a, in another uh, publication uh, related to to what you've done, and we just really appreciate you taking this time out of your busy schedule to be with us this morning and to just share a little bit with us related to perseverance and determination. And sometimes people with, whether it be uh, a dis, uh, what, what people do call disabilities or, you know, that they have an alternative lifestyle because of, of, of uh, physical limit, limitations, um, they have to do things differently. The same thing with asthma and, and other things related to health. Like I have a thyroid I have some other health issues that don't allow me to actually run anymore um, because of not being able to lift my legs uh, after I do certain things. Uh, they've done all kinds of exams and, and pokes and prods and, and imaging, and they can't find uh, what it is. Uh, and it's something that potentially happened after a, one of the surgeries that I had, um, fibroids and some other things. But I'm saying all that to say that I'm still able to do whatever I can do. And there's people that, that run marathons that don't have any arms. Or there's people that do uh, play the piano that, that don't have any arms. They play it with feet. Like people, you just go and you do what you can do and find a different way to do that thing. And so, you know, with asthma, not knowing that, that that would maybe help your breathing, but even with that, still you have to be cognizant that you do have that. It's not something that necessarily goes away, right? And oh, so, ab absolutely. Right. I definitely felt it in Kenya at 6,000 feet. That was the hardest marathon from the first mile that I've ever done. It took me so long to finish that race, but I was determined. I was determined to get that done. So yes, and you know, being overweight, being a heavy girl, having to carry all these pounds, I am determined to do what it is that I have to do to finish those 26.2 miles. Right. So obviously, like we said, in business, you have to do whatever you have to do. If you have a goal, then if you really want to accomplish it, then you have to do the preparation. You have to per persevere and uh, take the action. And that's what Shauna has done. And part of uh, a lot of what we're talking about today is that she took that action uh, from an educational perspective, uh, graduating undergrad in engineering and then going on in, in education. And now she's able to make good money so that she can travel to all these beautiful, beautiful places all over the world. Uh, she has some amazing photos and I just really appreciate, uh, you know, you sharing your stories on Facebook. So, cause that's the only way we're going to be able to keep up with you. We can't fly to all these places, you know, but um, until I become your, you know, your spokesperson and stuff. So we're just going to do one more commercial and run this commercial related to build that biz. I'm working with several people on business plans right now and uh, had another person that I hadn't talked to in about six months. And she told me, you know how people say, well, when, when I'm ready, I'm going to call you. And you just think that they're blowing you off. And a lot of times people are blowing you off. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll call you when, when I'm ready, when I get to that point in my business. But I got a call yesterday, very surprising, a lady that I had uh, was going to be working with. And she said that, and she called me back yesterday. So that's, again, another thing related to perseverance and, and determination. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up on people. Follow back up on those leads. Not that I did. I didn't follow back up with her because I don't want to buckle. She actually called back. So uh, just keep that in mind. And anything that you do in life, make sure that you cultivate those relationships. And if, you, if it's at a, a particular end for, for that season, uh, do it graciously and just have where the people would be willing to call you back. Okay. So um, that's just something, just a, a little tip related to relationships. All right, let's hear this commercial one last time. And then we're going to do something that I call quick fire and I'm gonna go back and forth with Shauna on some, some words here. I'm going to take a little notes and uh, relate to our conversation and just life in general. And we'll see where the quick fire takes us. One last commercial.
Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. All right. Well, we thank you for listening to that. And again, uh, we probably are going to have like a million more countries added because, again, Shauna's been all over the world. So anyone that's following her, that's watching this show, uh, we really appreciate if you could maybe even write down what country you're from uh, in the comments so that we can tally those up and... um, and, and boost our numbers related to that. Just really honored. Like, who, like I never thought that I would have a radio show, first of all, and then even some TV uh, show offers and, and having where people in other countries are listening to what I have to say. And, and part of it is not just what I have to say, but we've had some awesome people on. And my very first guest back in October, uh, you've heard of Make-A-Wish Foundation? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, Frank Shankowitz, was my very first guest. He, I met him last summer, and he's like, well, how about I just kick off your show for you? I'm like, well, how about it? That'd be great, Frank. So thank you. So he, uh, he kicked it off. His movie just came out. I just want to continue to give a plug every time I can uh, about his life. It's called Wish Man, and it's been in Harkins Theaters all over the country. And they already have where they're doing translations to have it in other countries. They've already won several awards and it's just been out for uh, a very short time. Um, this is, it was last month, I think is minute when it first came out. So Andrew Steele is who plays Frank in the movie and uh, he's been on my show and not just a number of, of other people. Oh, one guy I want to mention to you. Do uh, you have any credit cards? I do. Okay. So the magnetic strip on the back of the credit card was uh, Ron Klein was the inventor of that. And so he's, he's been on my show. I've had an astronaut on my show. You have to go back and listen and watch some of my shows in your spare time between marathons and half marathons, half marathons, right? Well, I will. (laughs) And now we have not just astronauts, we have B. Shauna Anderson. So this is just really, really great. (laughs) I'm tired, but I'm going for a run when we are done here. Right. You're already dressed for it. So you're like, hurry up. Let's get done with this show. I got to go for a run. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm on summer vacation, so I can go anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to take a couple notes here. While I'm taking the notes, uh, if there's anything that you would like to share with people related to uh, the training, you, you mentioned that you have to train a long time, but part of the training has to do with your eating habits. And I want you to just talk a little bit about food and uh, some of what you've done related to food and maybe even related to, to your asthma or any other health challenges or things that, that can be tips for people on how they could prepare, uh, if not just for a marathon. Again, I relate everything to business principles and life in general. It may not be a marathon that they're going to do. Maybe it's something that they have uh, related to school kids or their family, and they can relate these same principles. But yeah, food, marathon preparation, and health. Sure. So um, I probably would have done myself um, a service if I had learned early on to sync my uh, eating habits or good eating habits with my training. Um, They definitely go hand in hand. And I've learned firsthand that you cannot outrun a bad diet. So I have learned that it's best for my body to focus on mostly whole foods and not processed foods. I had a wonderful real life uh, experience when I lived in Ethiopia because in Ethiopia, living in the countryside, you eat almost all organic foods and you don't eat processed foods at all. And there's very, very little sugar. And without even trying, I dropped like 50 pounds in six months of living there because they eat mostly, you know, things from the earth. And so trying to replicate that in the United States is not always an easy task because there's so many temptations here. But I'm finally starting to learn that um, my being disciplined in my eating, uh, the way I'm disciplined in my training, um, will pay off in the end. And absolutely is better for my health. If I'm not taking in all of the 
sweets and all of the sugars and all of the dairy. Um, I'm able to help with my asthma. Um, and so those things are paying off. I've had really good results here recently and plan to continue doing that uh, so that the next races in my life will be even better. That was phenomenal. You cannot outrun a bad diet. That was, that was really good. Really good. All right. So are you ready for quick fire? I believe I am. <laughs> Can you outrun Crystal on this quick fire right here? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. So I'm going to say a word and then just the first word that pops in your mind, you'll, you'll, you'll say it. Okay. <laughs> Now, I feel so horrible because I was on a radio show yesterday myself, and, and, we'll, and we'll post it. And they did, they didn't call it quick fire. They called it, um, I can't remember what they called it, but it was a question, and you can give a full answer, not just a one-word thing. And, and I do this on my show, and I, I was just so horrible. I was like, oh, my gosh, let me think about it. Uh, can you go to the next person? <laughs> Thank you for the segue. So, folks, you know what's about to happen. <laughs> That will so be it was like what goes around co go, comes comes around goes around or whatever that saying is and my husband's like oh see now you know how the other people feel I'm like yeah but she was on the other foot yesterday yes okay all right here we go quick fire quick fire life golden okay uh, smile huge run faster Kenya. Amazing. Mountains. Beautiful. Earth. Home. Perseverance. Determination. <laughs> Love. Me. Travel. Required. And marathon. Life-changing. Life-changing. Life-changing is more than one word, but we'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. So, huge smile. Everybody knows Shauna for her huge smile. And um, I think you have more teeth than the rest of us. I don't know if you've ever counted, but <laughs> you have such a huge smile. It's it's incredible. <laughs> we need to get you and checked. What'd you say? Sometimes I have smiled. Uh, I lived in Ethiopia and they don't really smile on photographs. And the few times I haven't, I look like a convict. It's awful. So <laughs> I have to smile all the time. But if I don't, you know, and I'm just kind of pensive, people are like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you smiling? So I smile most times. Yeah, the same with me. Are you mad? Are you upset? Are you sad? What, you know, what's wrong? It's like, no. And then it's like, oh, you have such a beautiful smile. Well, thank you. Um, so life is golden. Can you comment on that? Sure. Um, Jill Scott has a song, Living My Life Like It's Golden. And that I actually have made uh, my mantra. I'm <laughs> going to live my life that way. I'm not going to allow anyone else to determine my destiny. I am determined to be happy. And so I take every moment in every day and try to live it um, in the best way that I can. And so that's why I said golden for life. Mm -hmm. That is so incredible. See, we have to put uh, phrases and comments like that in your book. That was great. That was great. So you love yourself? Yes. I, you know, I have um, had some different experiences. I've, um, been single for a long time, although I think that's changing. Uh, <laughs> oh, that actually has changed. Um, and, uh, and so I've had to learn to love myself. And, um, and so that's why I said me, not that it's all about me, right? But um, I've had to learn myself in order to love, in order to love others. And uh, so that's why I said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's really good. It's really precious because a lot of people in life are seeking and doing and, and people see a lot of what you do, you know, different things that you post, but, but do you really love yourself? Are you doing things just as a distraction or do you love yourself? 
And so a lot of times you see people going, you know, doing, 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 because they, they have it as a, as a distraction, as opposed to really they're enjoying life and love themselves. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Now, you said travel is required. Absolutely. So I've been fortunate. I've been blessed. I've been to 48 countries. And um, I will not, when I was um, looking for someone to perhaps date, the requirement was either have a passport to be ready to get one or understand, you know, some people are homebodies. If you don't want to travel, that that is something that I'm going to do. I mean, it has opened my world up, uh, opened my eyes up rather to the world. And that's why when you said earth, I said home because I consider myself to be a world citizen, not just a citizen of the U.S. And that, and being a world citizen, I need to see as many places as I can in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's why travel is absolutely a requirement. Right. I agree. I can say amen to that because, again, coming from Gary, Indiana, coming from Flint, Michigan, who thought that we would have uh, been able to, to do all of what we've done and go all the places that we've, that we've gone, you know, and, and you have a few countries up on me, but, uh, but it, it's just some people, and when, when I was working in Gary, I lived in Valparaiso, uh, you know, me and Orville, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I worked in Gary, so that's about 30 minutes or so. From, from Valparaiso, and I would talk to some of the people that would complain about uh, their circumstances and situations and Gary, and I said, well, why, why, why don't you go on vacation, or why don't you even move to a different place, and, and, or where have you gone on vacation, and some of them had never, and then some of them that had gone, had only gone to, like, Mississippi to visit relatives, and I said, there's so much out there, you know, back way, that was long years and years ago, um, I think it was in the 90s, I think, when we were both there. Um, and I had been all over the world even at that point. And I said, there's so much out there to see. It'll just, you know, it'll change, like, change your mind, change your perspective on life. And you'll never be the same if you get out of Gary, Indiana, you know, or out of Mississippi. It's, 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 and it's nothing against those two places. I, I, I don't want to see anyone to, to think that I'm putting down those places. Um, but I'm just saying that there's so much more to see and this earth is so beautiful and so many other things you can experience. And like you said, some people are homebodies. You know, my husband, he's a homebody. He does go different places with me. He's been on business trips with me several times to Budapest and Singapore and, you know, a number of other places, but, uh, but he likes to be at home, but, but his eyes are open. And a lot of what he talks about uh, from time to time is related to his experiences like in Kenya, because he went on that, that particular missions trip. And he continues even now, years and years later, to bring up some of those experiences. And so if you, you know, see or learn anything from, if you're watching this show or if you're listening, um, just take that to heart, you know, related to, to Shauna uh, and myself, that the world is amazing. And I, I try to encourage everyone that I can to go on a mission. If you've never been on a mission trip or been been to you know some of the places that you've actually lived, um, it's something that will just it'll just change your whole perspective on life, right? It absolutely will change your perspective on life. I mean, I talked earlier about you know growing up poor, growing up on welfare, but I didn't see poverty until I moved to Ethiopia and lived in the countryside. And to see those people persevere, to see those students standing at the library door at six a.m because they weren't enough books and they wanted to get their physics homework done. I mean, to be able to see that has taught me not to complain, um, has taught me to be grateful, but also um, let me know that people in dire circumstances can still try to live a fulfilled life. Right. And they do live a fulfilled life. And I'm actually being featured in another book. I got interviewed a few days ago to, to be in a, another book. And, um, one of the things I mentioned was about my trip to, to Ghana. I was, that particular trip was Ghana, Senegal, and Nigeria, all in the trip. And the kids were down at the river smiling and laughing and playing and having a great time as they collected water, drinking water, and it's brown, it's dingy, and, you know, they're going to go back and boil it, but you're going to boil it, but it's still brown and dingy. They're living a fulfilled life. They're happy. You know, happiness, uh, there's documentaries about happiness, too. It, it doesn't have anything to do with with money or worldly possessions. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. I 100% agree. And so, and I understand you're talking earlier about people, you know, getting out of Gary. It's so funny you say that because every summer we would go to Mississippi to visit my relatives when I was a child growing up from Gary to Mississippi. Know that, know that uh, trip well. Um, but for people who have the resources, you know, I understand some people can't afford it, but then people that have resources who are just not interested in going anywhere, which mm-hmm. I, for me is just I, it's something that's difficult for me to understand. And I know some people are afraid, some people are, but when people are like, you're going where you're going to, I said, I live in Chicago. So <laughs> I live in Chicago and it has its challenges sometimes in terms of safety. So, you know, as long as I make myself aware, I think people should not um, stop the sphere of the unknown. Um, they should not let that stop them from being, visiting other places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing I want to comment on before we end is just being a female. Sometimes people are, are leery, and I know my mom used to always worry about me if I was just going across the street. She would, you know, call me at the oh, as as I got across the street. Did you make it? Are you okay? You know, and with the nine eleven, I didn't tell her I was traveling, but she called to make sure that I wasn't traveling because she, she said, you know, where are you? And it's like, well, I'm at home because I was taking business trips. And she's like, there was there was this incident that just happened, and it was actually on 9-11. And so uh, sometimes people, females, are leery about going places because of the whole safety thing. Yes, there can be something that could happen if you're a male or a female, but you just have to just be cognizant of your surroundings and just act like you're supposed to be there. That's the other thing. Yeah, they don't, they don't know that you're from someplace else. I mean, I am, you know, a little bit darker, you know, maybe than you. Um, and so sometimes I do stick out more as a sore thumb in some places I go than maybe you do. But, um, but you just have to just own it, own it, own it, and just act like you're supposed to be there. Already have prepared your, your travel route and understand what you're doing so that you're not looking around lost. And, and always have, you know, your belongings with you safely. And just go enjoy life. Don't let uh, fear and insecurities have you not enjoy life and go and do what you were put on this earth to do. And Shauna, I just really believe that you were put on this earth to bring joy and happiness, you know, with your smile and, and with your story. Uh, you've done a lot now. So we don't, don't make us wait for 10, 20, 30 more years. Anything that you know about me about uh, challenges, I'm going to challenge you, which means that you have to do it because we're all about this whole challenge thing. That and it can be done actually next month. Your story could, but you know we'll we'll wait till you know a couple months. By the end of this year, we're going to have your book out. Is that okay? Yes, ma'am. Your first book. Let, let me let me change that. Your first book. Okay. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Okay. Now that I'm saying this live, I have to do it. Yes. People all over. And who did I just say in the Philippines? You know, they, they just heard that. I'm sure there's probably some people from the Philippines on again today and from all of the other millions of places that you've been. And you all heard that. Now you're going to have to help keep me in check to keep her in check. Okay. You can put your comments on her page. You guys love to comment. She just commented on something from a while ago, just this morning. And I saw her name pop up again. And, uh, Keep her accountable. Shauna Anderson's book out. It will be on Amazon. You're going to order it. It's going to be a bestseller because it's going to be in all these countries. All that she's poured into you guys and all of the connections, the different people that you've met and, and changed their lives, how she changed my life. Uh, you need to buy her book. So we're going to make it happen. Thank you so much, Crystal. I really appreciate you know our friendship of, I think it's nearly 35 years. I have no clue. <laughs> That's the longest spent. <laughs> is it a friendship or is it just like, you know, challenge partnership? Which, which one is it? I don't even know. <laughs> I have to keep the friendship in mind so I don't get so competitive. <laughs> headlock, you know, I'll get you in a headlock like in a minute. So, no, I'm just kidding. Well, thank you for sharing with us. And just want to show this once again, the face of perseverance and determination. She has so many different accolades and she's just so humble and such a sweet, sweet person and uh, already changed a lot of lives and the things that she's done. And we just want to make sure that we get that story in print, in black and white, so that more people can be touched. So thank you, Shauna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I'll probably want to maybe talk to your mom and just say hey to her. I haven't talked to her in like forever. That would be great. She'd love to hear from you. And she's on Facebook as well. But I'll, I'll give you her number. Thank you so much. I'm so honored that you thought my 
story worthy of sharing with people. I really do appreciate it, Crystal. Well, thank you. And we'll be back in touch soon and uh, set up appointment for that book. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. <laughs> All right. Take care. Enjoy your run. Be safe. I will. Thank you, hon. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.